Hello, and welcome to Public Affairs on WRBH. I'm Natalie Sproul, and today I have Abby Gaunt and Gabe Feldman talking about the Louisiana chapter of New Orleans chapter of uh, Special Olympics. So thank you guys for being here. Um, and if you could start telling me a little bit about what Special Olympics is and what it does and what you guys do in New Orleans and Louisiana. Sure. Well, thank you for having us. Thank Great you. Great to be here. So Special Olympics, as many people know, provides athletic opportunities for people of all ages with special needs. And the idea is to give everyone an opportunity to participate in athletics, but also to provide competitive opportunities. And so I see it as a pyramid where we try to get as many people involved participating in sports. And then as people get better and better and better, they can compete in local competitions, state competitions, regional competitions, national competitions, hopefully all the way up to the International Special Olympics World Games. Oh. And so what we do is, um, so I'm the outreach coordinator for, um, for the New Orleans chapter, and Gabe, is this your title? I am the area management team leader. Okay. And so the way the Special Olympics is structured is that, you know, at the national level and at the state level, they're paid employees who you know, work full time um, running Special Olympics. But um, most of the teams um, and, you know, all the competitions that are run that take place at the local level are coordinated on an entirely volunteer basis. Um, so. Um, we work with a team of wonderful volunteers, mm -hmm. including you, yes. um, and a number of other fantastic um, Tulane students um, and other people in the community um, to um, to help run the teams that we have. And in New Orleans, we currently have a basketball team, a track team, a swimming team, and a tennis team. Mm -hmm. We hope to have a soccer team, too. And we, in the last couple of years, launched a unified intramural basketball league where Special Olympics athletes play on the same team with Tulane students against teams of Special Olympians and Tulane students at the Riley Center. And we also have a unified intramural football league that we play over on Tulane's campus. And we are the first university in Louisiana to have unified intramural leagues. And we're one of the first universities in the country to do it. So we're pretty proud um, of that initiative. And I think we can maybe tell you about how mm -hmm. we got involved. Yeah, in I would love to hear why Olympics. you guys got involved. So about three years ago, four years ago, our son was diagnosed with something called Fragile X. Okay. Which is the leading genetic cause of intellectual disability. It's also the leading known genetic cause of autism. And when our son was diagnosed, he was a little under two. And one of the first things I did was want to get him involved in sports because yeah. I'm a sports guy, sports law guy. Mm -hmm. And I called up, well, I looked on the website for Special Olympics in Louisiana and went to the New Orleans chapter and noticed that every position was blank. So I called the head of the state association, as Abby mentioned, these were all paid mm -hmm. employees. And they said the reason it's blank is because Special Olympics New Orleans went out of existence after Katrina. And they were looking yeah. for someone to help restart it. And they wanted to know if I was interested in restarting it, and I said, sure. How hard can it be to start a chapter <laughs> of Special Olympics? And he, not said, hard at all. he said, well, why don't you think about it? A lot of parents call, and and then they decide they're not quite ready for it. So mm -hmm. I said, well, who could I enlist to help? <laughs> and I started with 
my wife. <laughs> and then we went to a couple of our closest friends and started, restarted Tulane, as we restarted Special Olympics in New Orleans. And then we gradually enlisted the aid of some rock star Tulane students, including mm -hmm. you, Natalie, <laughs> and you. some of my Tulane, my, some of my law students. And that's been our volunteer team. And we have slowly but surely put together all of these teams, all of these events, gotten people involved. Um, and then maybe you could tell us about the student organization that you recently oh, formed. Yes, we um, got, obviously, you guys know, our listeners don't know, um, <laughs> we got a lot of student involvement this year. We have about 200 kids that were really interested in getting involved. Um, so we've had a big present on presence on Tulane's campus, and I know you guys... Um, Gabe, you're a sports law professor, so you guys have gotten a lot of the sports law society members involved, and the Tulane law students seem to really enjoy it, and the undergrad students really seem to enjoy it. And I know you guys also partner with um, Tulane Athletics, so can you speak a little bit about that and why they got involved and how you work with them? Sure. It's been a great partnership with Tulane Athletics, and they decided as a, well, actually the, the conference, Tulane's conference, the American Athletic Conference, they decided two years ago to choose Special Olympics as their charitable partner. Okay. And then Tulane's student-athlete group, uh, their SAC group, also chose Special Olympics as their partner. Yeah. And when they were looking to reach out to Special Olympics, mm -hmm. there we were. And so they've been incredible. And I think Abby can talk in more detail about how incredible the student-athletes have been. But for the last two years... Pretty much every varsity team at Tulane has hosted a special Olympics clinic on campus in their facility. So the baseball team did a clinic at um, the baseball stadium. The basketball players, men's and women's, did multiple clinics in the basketball arena. We did one with the football team. We've mm -hmm. done miniature golf with the golf team over yeah. the city putt. We've done tennis. The tennis tennis has yeah, held multiple tennis. clinics. And maybe the best story of all is our swim team, yep. yeah. women's swimming and diving team, captain Kate Simpson, who um, is a great student, great swimmer, who's I think participating in the national championships next week, is the head coach of the Special Olympics swimming team, in addition to being captain of the Tulane varsity swim mm -hmm. team. And she puts on a clinic every Saturday morning and then a lot of Sunday mornings at the Riley Center with the Special Olympics kids. So it's pretty incredible. But Abby can maybe talk about how she reacted and responded and felt about the Tulane student-athletes. That's going to make me cry. Um, so, I mean, I think that um, that certainly for us, as we both, I work at Tulane as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, it's just been um, really moving to see how much uh, joy the Tulane students get out mm -hmm. of working with the Special Olympics athletes. Um, you know, particularly as a parent of a child with an intellectual disability, um, to have um, to have you know our our law students who um, you know who we work with in a in a different capacity, mm -hmm. and to have um, you know other students, um, the student athletes, um, and then students who then non student athletes mm -hmm. like you and um, some of the others who um, really just uh, you can tell it's like they get they get hooked. Yeah, and um, the kind of the the mutual joy that everyone experiences, mm -hmm. um, it it's just so rewarding to see our students. Um, you know, I I think that they get a sense of perspective and you know appreciate um, you know appreciate the kind of all the opportunities that they have um, and just have so much fun. Um, yeah, so I I love getting to see 
Um, obviously, I love getting to see um, the Special Olympics athletes, um, enjoying uh, enjoying those opportunities. But um, you know, I really love seeing the Tulane students who just um, get so much out of it. Yeah, I think they really do. A lot of kids, kind of, sort of. I think trying it is a little bit of an issue for some people. They have trouble wanting to volunteer with something like this. Some people are a little hesitant or uncomfortable, but once they start, they do really get hooked into it. And a lot of kids always want to come back and keep getting involved, which sort of leads me into my next question, actually. That was perfect. Um, What sort of difference do you guys think that Special Olympics makes or playing sports makes for these athletes? And for our listeners to distinguish, there are athletes are the kids that get involved, kids and adults that may have intellectual or physical disabilities and our partners are the volunteers. So what sort of difference do you guys think it makes in the athletes' lives um, with this involvement with the sports and the community and Special Olympics and how does that organization sort of help them with that? Well, I think that there are a lot of benefits. Um, So one is obviously there's a physical benefit to Mm -hmm. just getting out there and running around. Um, But I think, you know, definitely beyond that, I think there's an increased confidence that comes with you know, really, you know, for some of these athletes, it's learning a brand new sport. Um, mm-hmm. For others, it's really having an opportunity to, to, um, to really enhance their skills and get to play on a competitive level. Um, I think that, you know, they they get to just have opportunities that you know, that their peers without um, disabilities you know, have all the time. Um, mm-hmm. that, and I think all the benefits that come along with sports of, um, you know teamwork and partnership and, um, you know, and just trying new things um, and you know, self-improvement. Um, and then I also think that there's a major social piece that yeah. comes along with this. Um, you know, I think we have a, certainly, uh, you know, the the um, types of disabilities that the athletes have uh, vary, but um, we have uh, a number of athletes who, you know, really struggle to make social connections. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think getting to work with the partners and to be on teams can be really valuable there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we've really seen, I know, Natalie, you may have some <laughs> great stories of athletes who it feels like they kind of come out of their shells. And, yes. you know, we have athletes who really struggle to come to get in the door mm-hmm. even the first time they may be, um, they may be reluctant to actually enter the gym. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you see them, you know, running in there the next time mm-hmm. and um, without the hesitation and, and yeah. feeling really comfortable. And it's it's uh, it's great to see. Yeah. It's really inspiring. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's the it's always the best part of my week when we have events and stuff. It'll, I always yeah. leave in the best mood afterwards. It's super yeah. fun. So, and I, and I think there's the just the power of inclusion, no yeah. matter who you are, no matter what your difference differences may be, to be part of a group, to be part of a mm-hmm. community, to feel like you belong somewhere and you feel comfortable somewhere. And... For a lot of these athletes, they don't have that mm-hmm. um, because they're treated differently and they're looked at differently, whether it's in their school or in their community. But when they come to these Special Olympics events, they're not only around other athletes who may have similar disabilities, but they're allow- around these Tulane students and these volunteers and these partners who want to be there and who want to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they realize that and they pick up on that, and their parents certainly do. And we hear parents talk all the time that their child spent Every day that week saying, when are we going back to Tulane? When are we going back to Tulane? Because we can't wait to play. When are we going to see Natalie? They they know a lot of the partners and the volunteers by name. Um, what's great is to see the Tulane students who know the athletes by name. Mm-hmm. And they Get excited to, to them see them. Yeah. 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 And, and I think I make a distinction between, especially with the unified sports, where we have mm-hmm. Tulane students playing on the same team as the Special Olympics athletes. 
between volunteers and partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see the partners as they're on the same team. They are, they are yeah. just playing on a team with the Special Olympics athletes. Mm-hmm. They're not volunteering, they're playing. Yeah. And there's just during on a competition. And um, it, it's, it's one of our favorite things to do is mm-hmm. to go out and see the competitions and the smiles it puts on their faces and the smiles it puts on their parents' faces. But I do think, and I say this all the time, that often it's the volunteers who get just as much, if not more, and the partners who get just as yeah. much. I can't even get it. <laughs> just as much, if not more, out of these events as as the athletes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what sort of difference do you guys think it makes for families too? I know um, parents sometimes seem to really struggle, maybe getting their kids out to do social mm-hmm. events or just seeing them really enjoy or thrive in certain areas. So, what sort of benefits do you see for families as well? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, that there are definitely a lot of parents who, you know, are are really are like the the soccer mom or soccer dad, you know, who are on the sidelines, mm-hmm. who are really um, getting competitive about it, and um, and that's great that they have this opportunity to do that. Um, and um, you know, I think it's just a, a place where they can connect with each other, and mm-hmm. where um, and they love like, like Gibbs said, they love seeing the Tulane students who just, I mean, this. The relationships that develop, I think it's so meaningful. Um, I can't speak to, you know, exactly what other parents yeah. are experiencing, but as um, as a parent of a child with a disability, you know, I think that this feeling of um, seeing your child connect mm-hmm. with other students, you know, with, with the Tulane students um, and have these opportunities that they may not get um, elsewhere um, yeah. is just really meaningful. Um, I think we also, something I think that, certainly helpful for the athletes, but then also for the parents, is especially when they're out of school. Yeah. Um, you know, at least when they're in school, they're getting those connections, but that can be a lot harder as mm-hmm. um, as they age out of school. And so this is a great opportunity for um, for students to still get that opportunity to connect Yeah. Um, that I think a lot of parents struggle to find elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and I, we've had a huge turnout with adults with special needs for yeah. unified sports. And I, and I, I agree 100% with Abby that, that it's, as big of a big of an impact on them because they don't have their regular school setting to go to. They don't have their built-in community. This provides them with a community, and they often don't want to leave. I mean, they, they just love even if it's yeah. just shooting around on a on a court with some of the other athletes or some of the other students. It's it's incredible for them. And then for the parents, they, everything Abby said. On top of that, sometimes it's nice to just be able to go and have your child play with and be supervised by responsible people. You yeah. can trust them and just say, I'm going to spend the next hour just relaxing. Yeah. And just have my yeah. kid run around and have a great time and know that I can trust yeah. the volunteers. And, and to yeah. be in a place, I think that, um, you know, for a lot of parents whose kids have a disability, you may be wondering, you know, are, I mean, and this happens where people mm-hmm. may stare or have questions or, you know, really um, just your child may not behave how others expect or yeah. want them to. And to be in a place where everybody is fine with that yeah. and no one cares yeah. and they accept your child anyway, mm-hmm. that's really powerful. Yeah. And I know, Gabe, you also mentioned um, inclusion as part of Special Olympics. So, and then speaking to that as well, um, what kind of barriers, I guess, are sort of discrimination and um, maybe stigmas that you guys witness sort of in the community that Special Olympics sort of helps to break down or helps athletes overcome? Well, I, um, so one of the classes that I, um, that I 
taught um, in the past had a, a component to it that included uh, students had to volunteer. And so I would have my class volunteer Special Olympics, mm-hmm. and then they'd write a reflection piece. And one of the students, I think, um, talked about, um, in his essay, it was really uh, meaningful for me, talking about how he watched a an athlete struggle to put on his shirt. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, he realized, you know, all of the things that that he took for granted and all yeah. the things that came easily to him that were a challenge for this athlete mm-hmm. and this athlete's family. Um, and so, you know, I think that that um, that that's a level of understanding that, you know, a lot of people don't have if they yeah. haven't spent around time around people with disabilities. Um, and so, you know, I think that that just the lack of appreciation of how many things can be a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's really hard. I think one of the things that um, Special Olympics has been helping with and your student organization, I know, mm-hmm. has worked on this is just the way that people talk about people with disabilities and the yeah. language that's used. And so, you know, the and the R word campaign mm-hmm. and how, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, for a lot of young people, there's not really a lot of um, I don't think people are intentionally trying to be hurtful, but yeah. it, there's not necessarily that understanding of how our language can really impact how other people feel. Yeah. I view this as an organization that, you know, if somebody's had this type of experience of working with people with intellectual disabilities and realizing, you know, how how hard they work and yeah. just, um, you know, all the challenges that they're facing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, that can go a long way in getting people to, to think differently about, you know, how they're treating others. Yeah. And relate. I also think it's a great way for people to focus on people's abilities instead mm-hmm. of their disabilities. Exactly. To yeah. See that these kids or adults, although they may have differences at our core, we're all the same. Yeah. We all want to go out there and have fun and try to yeah. win. And there are some Special Olympics athletes who are much better athletes than our Tulane students. Oh, yes. Our, our partners are volunteers. <laughs> oh, I've had and, so many kids show me up at tennis and basketball. Uh, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I think that's great. And it's just just getting comfortable. And as uh-huh. you said, getting over that initial fear that I, I don't know how to interact with someone with a disability or special needs. Yeah. And, and once you get out of your comfort zone a little, whatever it is, whether it's someone with special needs or something mm-hmm. that looks different or sounds different, um, I think you realize that there are more th- you have more things in common than more differences. Yeah. Uh, and so what's one of my favorite things to watch during the unified sports is during halftime or during a timeout mm-hmm. is a, a an athlete talking to a partner, just mm-hmm. sort of hanging out and chatting and talking about their day or yeah. talking about their weekend. Yeah. Just two people on a basketball court yeah. football field talking able to relate on the same yeah. level instead yeah. of these huge barriers between people. I think that's important, too. Um, so what do events look like typically for Special Olympics? I know we have basketball and football and all that kind of stuff. So what do those kind of look like when you put them on for athletes and for partners? Well, um, we um, we have a of a, a listserv of people. We have a Facebook group, um, and um, we have a, a listserv of where we'll send an email out when we're having an event, um, and uh, people will sign up either on a Google form or through Eventbrite. And um, um, the, you know, it depends on the event. For the um, for the intramural league, since it's a league and we have regular games, mm-hmm. typically three to four games in the in the season. Yeah. Um, you know, we really we want people who are going to be able to 
show up for those games. Yeah. And so there's some continuity. So really there can be that team that forms. Yeah. Um, and then and we, we have, have a lot awesome of... Awesome reversible jerseys. Yeah. Yes. Yes. T-shirts. Yeah. Trophies. Yeah, oh, the trophies. Yeah. Trophies. Yes. Um, and then, you know, it depends. The other, the teams are, you know, it it is, they have their regular um, times when they mm-hmm. practice. And then... You know, the goal for all the teams is that eventually they're going to have competitions mm-hmm. or we'll partner with Jefferson Parish's group um, and you know, go to their competitions or they'll come to ours. Um, and so, you know, it depends on what the event is. But Yeah. yeah. I know you guys recently had your uh, LSU and Tulane yeah. rivalry games. Yeah. So what was that like to have the Tulane athletes play in a real game against LSU? So that was our second annual Tulane LSU basketball unified rivalry game <laughs> where we had Tulane students and special, special Olympics athletes on one team versus LSU dental students and Special Olympics <laughs> athletes on the other team. And we had our official Tulane Special Olympics jerseys. They had their LSU Special Olympics jerseys. Tulane won last year handily. LSU <laughs> came back and, and beat us this year. They did. But what was great is that we had it in Fogelman Arena, the arena where Tulane men's and women's basketball play their games. Yeah. And it was a pretty full house. Yeah. We mm-hmm. had a lot of, a lot of students football in players. attendance, a lot of student athletes in yeah. attendance, and we had the scoreboard running. Yeah. And it followed, it was followed by a Tulane women's game. Mm-hmm. And then we got to do a little trophy presentation and a scrimmage at halftime of the Tulane yeah. women's game. So I think it was a lot of fun. Yeah. For everybody. And again, I think the Tulane football players in particular really get into it. Yeah. yeah get into they the were cheering and, and yeah. they were, you know, when there was a basket, they were doing the the hullabaloo. Hullab- 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 how are you saying it? The Tulane <laughs> song. <laughs> yeah. I can't um, even get it right. Yeah, I was yeah. singer. <laughs> so, um, and it was just really fun. Like that, yeah. the energy and the spirit was just great. So we're starting recruiting for the next year's Tulane. So we can come back. Yes. Athletes out there yeah. who want to participate with us. Really? Yeah. So then how does an athlete that or a volunteer that wants to get involved, how would they get involved with you guys? Best way to get involved is go to our Facebook page. And there's lots of information on the Facebook page about how to sign up. We have volunteer lists. We have an athlete list. We have lots of events throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're particularly interested in not only athletes who want to play at every level, but also volunteers who want to mm-hmm. help build out our management team. Um, so there's lots and lots of different ways to get involved. But Abby's about to give you the official name yeah. of the Facebook page. So if you look at Special Olympics Louisiana, Orleans Parish, if you look for that, then you should be able to find it and request to join. And I'll approve your request as soon as I Perfect. can. Um, and I'll definitely say that, you know, we're talking a lot about Tulane, but we mm-hmm. really, um, you know, we really want to expand our volunteer base beyond that. Yeah. Um, and especially, you know, with our with our tennis team, I know that, They'd really love to get, parents have really been running that um, since yeah. our coach, um, the coach who we had in place had moved away. And we'd love to get a volunteer to work on our tennis team yeah. or any, you know, if there's another um, sport that somebody has experience playing that they want to get involved with, um, you know, we'd, we'd love to start that up. Yeah. So then what are some of the biggest challenges that your organization faces? <laughs> that we're all, um, <laughs> we all have full-time jobs or yeah. are full-time students and, um, so it's really challenging to find the time to um, to you know give this the attention that yeah you know, that it deserves. Um, that's what I would say. Yeah, yeah and our, we're so Tulane student centric. Yeah, and the problem with students is they graduate. They, graduate. they do. <laughs> uh, and that's not. I guess that's the great thing about students. Yeah. It's better than the alternative. But yeah. it means we're there's a lot of turnover. So we'd love some 
stability, so to sort of have two tiers to have the non-students and then the students, so the students can roll through in the student organization, and you'll have yeah. continuity there, but then we'll have continuity at the at the management team. We also, we want to reach more athletes. Yeah. The, the statistic that I was reading earlier is that there was something like 100,000 100, people with special needs in the state of Louisiana who do not participate in any Special Olympics events. Okay. And we'd like to reduce that number. We'd like to give everyone an opportunity to play. They're not all in New Orleans. Yeah. But there's certainly a lot of them in, in New Orleans. So yeah. we, we want to figure out a way to reach more, more athletes. And yeah. sort of on a related point, I think one of the real challenges is that if somebody doesn't have a family member who can really make sure that they're getting to events and yeah. you know, that um, that they really it, it's difficult to include those athletes. And we'd really like to find a way to do that. Yeah. So then I know you guys are a totally volunteer based organization. So how do you guys get funding or be able to put on these events for these athletes? So we get some support from the state association. Mm -hmm. We also have received a grant from Peter Goldman and his family okay. to put on our unified intramural sports leagues. That's how we're okay. going to get, I don't know if I mentioned them, the jerseys and the t-shirts and the trophies. Yes. <laughs> Those have all come from the Goldman family. Um, otherwise, we rely on... Uh, well, now that we have a student organization at yeah. Tulane, we also will be getting some money through the student government um, um, through for Tulane-related yeah. activities. Yeah. Otherwise, we rely on, on donations. donations and volunteer time. Yeah. And some fundraising events here and yeah. there and everything yeah. like that. Right. So then what's your guys' favorite event in our last minute or so? Oh, the Unified Games. Yeah. I think they're the best. Um, you know, it just as as an educator, somebody who works with students at Tulane, I love getting to see somebody who I've, I know in this one context, in this totally other context, and finding out, you know, that, for example, that a student that I know who's a first-year law student who's got so much work to do has been yeah. going to swim practices every Sunday. Yeah. I and mean, that just, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I love that. Yeah. I just love the fact that so many students like you, um, <laughs> and I think Natalie deserves a lot of credit. A lot of credit. without Natalie, oh, thank we you. wouldn't be where we are. Um, that they take, take so much time yeah. to, to do this and how committed you are and how great you are with the students, with the parents, with the athletes and the parents and how much it means to them and how much it means to us and the fact that we're growing and we're growing because you and a couple other students, I can mention them, Erica and Kate, yeah. um, helped create the student organization mm -hmm. and that we may be having a prom, a unified prom, yeah. with lots of things that may be coming because people like Natalie, yeah. or Natalie in particular, um, <laughs> are helping us do this. Yeah, we're really excited. But thank you both for being here. And again, if our listeners want to check out Special Olympics, you guys can check out their Facebook page. Um, but thank you guys so much. And I look thank forward you. to seeing what you guys do in the next few years, even though I'll be gone. But <laughs> thank you and have a good day. Thanks.